This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Paul Hansen. Thurley Ruxton by Philip Virrell Miguels. Chapter 46 Answering the Count. Thurley did not rest. Her brain was too alive and the fever too active in her pulses. Mysterious arrivals plus an air of hurry and excitement pervaded all the house. She suffered herself to be dressed for dinner in a dainty gown that, with its softness and its frailty, completely belied the strength, the courage, and the resolution with which she was amply endowed. Major Phipps appeared in time for dinner. He was, if possible, more tanned, more explosive, and more hearty than ever before. His admiration for Thurley was likewise more pronounced. He bragged of her discovery quite immodestly, taking such mountains of credit to himself that Alice was thoroughly shadowed. "'Tis one truly noteworth and uh, credible achievement of my career, by George,' he asserted. "'Re-establishes my mental acumen. It does, sir. I've said so repeatedly. Uh, but by the gods of battle that satisfaction is nothing compared with the fatherly affection engendered in my breast, fatherly and brotherly and uh, unclish and, 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 and angelic.' Alice supplied dryly. It's very beautiful and touching, but will you kindly indicate whether or not you will have some peas, thereby providing a moment for Thurley's blushes to subside? Thurley's color, however, was destined for the briefest subsistence. The Major kept it flaming pleasurably for an hour, both during and after dinner, and eight o'clock romped in upon them all. It seemed quite prematurely to ignite it again. Alice herself was nervously perturbed and a trifle feverish when one of the servants came to announce the arrival of Count Faishi. The Major excused himself in haste and promptly disappeared. Alice, in one of her motherly moods, came swiftly to her princess and placed both hands on her shoulders. "'Because he happened to demand that he see you alone "'is no reason why Faishi should be gratified unless you wish it,' she said. "'I feel as if perhaps it might be much easier if I remained with you as chaperone all the time he is here.' "'If the horrid creature should attempt what he did before,' thoroughly halted, "'vividly remembering the kiss that Faishi had dared to misappropriate.' "'Of course he wouldn't if you were there, and yet if he's here to demand. "'Perhaps the way we have planned it is the best after all. "'You're sure that she, that, uh, that everything is ready?' "'Leave it to me,' said Alice, a little pale but smiling. "'I'll go with you now and excuse myself at once.' "'They went together to the golden room where the Count was impatiently waiting.' He was flushed with a sense of victory over Gaylord and his own irresistible prowess with the woman. He had sent great masses of roses earlier, and was certain now that the single American beauty worn on Thurley's bosom was selected from his offering. He could never have dreamed it was Syverance Rose, 
worn as a token of their comradeship and also as a talisman to guard her heart from evil to do him credit for mere physical appearance the count had never been handsomer in his life his glossy black hair his damask skin and his long-lashed eyes which burned like molten garnets dashed with liquid whirls of brown and ebony were practically physical perfection only his mouth over-red and sensuous supplied a hint of the animal crouched behind his mask he wasted no energy in passing the time of day ah the banishment of uh, all the little fidgeting world he exclaimed in immediate rapture as thoroughly and alice advanced to give him formal greeting by division of yourself uh, i am a transported yes as on the wings of ecstasy that for the highest exaltation shall exist and he took thurley's hand to raise it toward his lips almost ignoring alice to whom he should have first addressed himself thurley smiled conventionally withdrawing her hand with a firm slow gesture at once reserved and vigorous how interesting if visions took the place of aeroplanes she answered lightly it is said the transportation business is very profitable ah said faishi madame van kirk i am charmed likewise at this encounter yes only charm said alice arching her brows not one little flight when you see me perhaps you wish to surprise me later thoroughly felt her heart give a knock at the hidden suggestion ah said the count it is not a fault to be blind it is one of affliction shall i not be blind when i thus behold miss thoroughly to give him due credit once again thoroughly was matchless brilliantly bewilderingly beautiful the animation of suppressed excitement plus the fire of resentment outblazing jewel marvels in her eyes her color and her pulses vibrant with life reduced to sheer loveliness and magnetism never had prettier partition grace enthroned itself in her carriage her golden hair was such a coronet as regal simplicity might choose for its dainty queen her arms and her shoulders were superb ariel titania diana the exquisite beings and goddesses of all the ages might have bequeathed her a tithe apiece of their own loveliness to make her the princess she was blind said alice i have often wondered if love is so blind that a married man cannot see another pretty woman if the count changed colour for a second he instantly laughed it away ah this american wit he said he the rapier is not more quick more certain he was ill at ease with alice in the room but concealed his impatience with some degree of art well said alice shrugging her shoulders since i am not seen perhaps i may be excused for a moment by your leave for she made little concealment of his pleasure thus to be left alone with thoroughly no sooner was alice gone than he strode hot paced to where the princess had taken a seat she rose at once not to be taken at the slightest disadvantage 
for this a moment i have lived and and could have died he breathed with suddenly liberated fervour once more catching up her hand and attempting to press his lips upon it if it were only that some word were sufficiently beautiful to name you in some word more fragrant more passionate more enraptured than divinity ah how my soul would leap to its birth to lay it at your feet my idol my will you not be seated thoroughly interrupted her breath coming quickly her anger rising as she felt the insult of his words and glances while his eyes sought to rivet her own you mention in your notes some special reason for an interview ah and you have not guessed you have not been aware of my soul's desire my famishing of the spirit my heart's consuming thirst i did not suppose even walls the horrible tumult of the city anything could upon it avail to close it out but i have waited its accomplishment how god alone knows this waiting but i wished to come with my hands my arms brimming with fortune it is done i have come to-night to tell me you have made a fortune may i offer my congratulations thoroughly was a little fearful of his ardour fearful of some spring of the animal she felt behind his smile and eyes she could only hope for a moment to dash his heats with the coldly commonplace as well might she have attempted to dash a vesuvian eruption the fortune of bah said faishi more warmly than before his hands fairly wrung and perspiring with impatience to clasp her hotly by the arms and to strain her lips to his it is a bauble only to drop at your feet and forget but the love i lavish the adoration listen said thoroughly interrupting desperately i thought i heard the bell i must ask your pardon if i presently have to excuse myself i am expecting another caller who is likewise coming on business business echoed faishi business thoroughly's strength came surging to her aid what else could it be you particularly wish to say the count was increasingly agitated it is not a business the mighty demand of the soul he cried to her fervently yet i have tried to ask before and i ask again a definite answer from your heart your lips you are now already my soul's one choice my all but you will be my wife thoroughly paled when it came prepared as she was to hear his declaration and request anger and scorn flared quickly in her eyes despite her efforts at control your answer to that she asked lightly clasping her hands and trembling with surcharged dynamics of the moment your answer count faishi is here a door behind him had opened at the signal he turned like a cat as her glance sped past his shoulder countess faishi who had come here once to threaten and if need be to fight for her rights came haltingly into the room in front of alice she was white as paper she put out her hand to support herself from falling weakly groping for a chair nearby as her eyes remained fixed on the count volga me dios breathed the suddenly wilted faishi 
por amor de dios y todos los santos it is my right to come cried the trembling wife by way of meeting the blazing anger shame and accusation flaring in his gaze forgive me jose it is my love i could not bear to let you go she went down abruptly on her knees at his feet and clasped him wildly by the legs god help me if i love you so she added for i was sure i had my love from god oh thoroughly said alice quietly may i see you for a moment thoroughly turned to the count who remained there livid and helplessly staring at his wife you will excuse me i am sure if i say good evening but the count had been stricken deaf and dumb as well as pallid and blind he made no reply as thoroughly and alice quitted the room and left him fully answered later they heard the closing of the door that led to the outside world a servant came to announce in accordance with directions that the count and countess were gone the evening had fairly begun End of chapter 46